Welcome to another episode of our Ivy Admission Series podcast. Today's episode focuses on advice for the application including leadership potential, professional references, written essays, and the Kira video questions. Hi everyone, thanks so much for tuning into today's podcast. My name is Lindsay Littman. I'm part of the full-time MBA recruiting admissions team here at Ivy, and I'm joined with my colleague, Amy Froud. Hi everyone, uh, like Lindsay said, I'm part of the admissions and recruiting team for the full-time MBA program. Uh, and today we are going to be answering all of your questions and re reviewing all of like the need to know uh, aspects of putting together a very strong application um, and really setting out expectations of what we're looking for through, through the process. So hopefully this is going to be uh, a really helpful session for yeah, you all. Absolutely, and there's a lot of information. So there's a part one, and we're going to cover about the leadership potential piece of putting forward within your application to make sure this is captured quite well. We're going to discuss references, you know, what types of references, recommendations for your references. And lastly, for this part one, we'll cover the written essays and the Kira video questions. So uh, to kick it off, let's discuss the, the one area we're asked a lot about, which is what do you mean by leadership potential? What is Ivy really seeking? Uh, how do I capture this in my application? Um, you know, how do you even assess what leadership potential means? And what this is really is related back is your career, your full-time career. So as a reminder, where you're looking for at least two years of full-time work experience, technically at the time when you apply. So keep that in mind as well. Um, the average years experience in our program is around five and a half or so, but don't get cut up on that. Um, we're looking for at least two years, up to 10 years. But within your career, we want to see that you've demonstrated some leadership. Now, leadership is such a vague, general word. Like, what does that mean? Do I have to be a supervisor title or have those reporting into me? And that's not necessarily the case. It's really more about the quality of the work experience you've demonstrated so far in your career, showcasing either depth, so maybe you've worked in one area and you've progressed quite well. Maybe you've worked in a variety of roles and you've uh, completed some function transitions or industry transitions and worked and you provide them what we call breadth of experience. Mm -hmm. But we're really trying to understand like, have you worked on some complex projects? Mm -hmm. Have you had a responsibility? Have you achieved some results? Um, this is important because we are really trying to make sure you've had enough experience where we felt you've demonstrated the ability to put together your own perspective on a, on a business problem, on a case, mm -hmm. uh, on putting forward a solution. Because we are really focused on contribution. We want to make sure that you've had enough in your career, in your career to contribute mm -hmm. and that you will then essentially be a benefit to those in the room for you sharing your career and thoughts to date. Yeah, I, I think you've touched on everything that uh, that we look for in terms of the criteria uh, that stand out to us. And so um, I just want to really drive home th that piece around uh, the title. We're not looking for title, so to speak. It's, it's really about uh, the impact that you've had uh, within your work and, and that progression aspect, the roles and responsibilities and how that all comes together and is demonstrated, um, you know, through the application piece. And so, um, you know, we are here to help. And so you do, if you do have questions around that and, and what it is that uh, you're looking for, by all means, you can reach out to us. We are here for that. Uh, and so we're, we're happy to, you know, guide you through the process in, in terms of like breaking that down a little bit farther. But that is uh, obviously an area of anxiety that we mm -hmm. hear uh, just because, you know, many, many don't have the, the leadership role mm. per se. And so they automatically think, well, I'm, I'm maybe not a fit here because right. I don't hold the title of manager. Um, and it's not about that. So again, what 
you know, Lindsay, um, you know, pointed to earlier, it's about uh, the impact that you've had, the progression, and the motivation. Absolutely. And I think it's also important to highlight, Amy, you know, a lot of questions we get around is, I don't have a typical background, mm -hmm. typical career in business. So whether they're a sommelier or they're a teacher mm -hmm. or a lawyer, um, perhaps you work at a family business that even, isn't even um, from a business perspective. And so that can be a bit of a trip up for some applicants. And I think, well, I, I haven't demonstrated leadership in a business capacity. And we've had all those individuals in our program, military, we've had sports you know, athletes in the program. So these are areas to show that it doesn't matter that if it's not typical business, in fact, majority of our students in the room, I would say in our program, you know, don't have a typical business background, but it's around the experiences. And then leave it to us and the career team mm -hmm. to help you with transferring those skill sets, adding on your MBA degree to help you be successful with your career goals. So we just want to see at the stage, you've de demonstrated some skills such as you know, teamwork, that you're adaptable, which is really important for our program because mm -hmm. learning through case, it's not a black and white environment. I mean, the world isn't black and white, <laughs> but really our classroom isn't either. And so it's important that you're willing to you know, be in ambiguity and make a decision without all the information and draw on your insights and draw on others' insights and put to, put forward ideas and guesses. So taking all the skills you've developed so far, um, again, leadership, teamwork, adaptability, these are some of the key things you want to see come through in your application, whether it's in the essay, whether it's in your references that share about you, and again, definitely in your resume. In your resume, for sure. And so just, you know, talking a little bit about the resume, um, this is where we want to point out just, you know, how important it is to be very thorough. And so sometimes we have a working resume that, you know, carries through. It could be from university and you just tweak it a little bit here and there. Um, but it, it one thing that comes through, and we look at a lot of resumes, and sometimes, the impact is missing. We know that there's something there, but I think that uh, a lot of candidates, prospective candidates, don't give themselves, uh, you know, the, I would say, the, they don't afford themselves really the due diligence in terms of like working through what it is that they're really attaining through For their sure. through their work and what they've accomplished. And so really sit back and think about that and, um, and don't hesitate uh, to pump yourself up a little bit. And, yeah. and I think that's something that we, 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 we do have to probe a little bit because mm -hmm. we know that there's a little bit more there. And so be thorough um, and really think about the impact that you've had. Those really resonate, I would say, not with only us, but with the admissions committee. Mm -hmm. And so, um, you know, just thinking that through wholly. Um, and so just talking about the resume itself, uh, just a few key pointers. Uh, we don't want to know everything that you've done. Uh, you know, I, I think we, we're looking at relevant work experience. And so we're looking at experience post, uh, you know, post-graduation. So right. those are the full-time work experiences that really speak to your professional, mm -hmm. um, you know, professional progression. Mm -hmm. And uh, and that tells us a lot just about how you've grown. Right. Uh, and, and so of course, maybe you worked at a local McDonald's uh, right. previous to uh, right. undergrad. It, it got a lot of us through our sure, undergrad. Sure, absolutely. Um, but I would say, you know, in terms of recommending what we want to see, want what we want to see, we want to see more of the professional aspect. Right. Okay, so just honing in on that, um, and of course, you know, we're looking for those other pieces that uh, will play a part. And in terms of you know bumping up your profile, mm -hmm. and so that could be volunteer work. It could could be committee work. It could be, you know, those pieces that really stand out mm -hmm. to us and, mm -hmm. and are significant. Right. And so I think sometimes we're asked about, oh, you know, should I talk about my um, 
my extracurricular time when I play squash on the weekends or whatever. Well, maybe not. Yeah. You know, right. like it's great that you're active and right. uh, for sure. but not so much. You know, that's not going to affect uh, your not candidacy no. <laughs> for no. the program. But again, like thinking along the lines of significant contributions. And, yeah. and so pointing that out. But also, um, just a pointer, resume format should really be no more than two pages. Ideally, yeah. Ideally. We've seen some some hefty ones we come have. through. We have. Um, but yeah, you're right. Two yeah. pages is, is, is ideal for sure. Yeah. Uh, on the note of the resume too, Amy, I think it's important more and more is that individuals also have an active LinkedIn page. Mm -hmm. So though that's not part of your application, mm -hmm. we often will compare your LinkedIn to your resume to make sure that as a committee, and even myself and Amy and our team as we work with you, that we fully understand your career to date and all your accomplishments. Because as we've mentioned, you know, we like it to be two pages, but maybe you've you know, had a number of diploma or programs after university and, and you know, it goes on and on. And maybe in your LinkedIn, you give more color to your impact and your resume, you've kept it tighter. So it is important. We're always a little surprised, I would say, when mm -hmm. individuals don't have an active LinkedIn profile. So I, I would just sort of keep that in mind. Um, another question we're commonly asked around this leadership section and around with your resume and part of the application around demonstrating your skill sets, like I use, Amy mentioned with extracurriculars and volunteer, one of the areas as well as international work experience. Mm -hmm. So we ask it in the application because it is important to have if you've if you've had it to share it. Why we look at that is because um, it does speak to your ability to adapt to different cultures. Uh, maybe it's learning a new language, but specifically it's the adaptability piece, um, especially in another environment. We are looking for more than six months, so this is really important because nothing against those who live somewhere for three or six months. That's fantastic, but technically speaking, for it to sort of count towards the merit of your profile it is beneficial to see you longer. Uh, we know with you know, recent years, but the more virtual opportunities and maybe even you know, always in your career, you've had global clients. Mm -hmm. Fantastic to note, that does not count as international work experience because you're not physically in that environment. So uh, just keep that in mind. Now, rest assured, if you don't have international work experience, again, this is not a make or break. It's a, if you have it, please share it mm -hmm. opportunity. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and, and that's exactly right. Um, you will not be penalized for that, so just uh, making that known. Um, and so leading us to the next piece would be uh, professional references, and, and this is something that, that yes, is, is quite important in terms of um, you know, the assessment uh, portion of the application. Uh, this speaks a lot. It, it gives us, I, I would say, a lot of intel into mm -hmm. who the applicant is, uh, what they will bring forward, and you know, just to give you a high-level overview of really how it's broken down, um, it's it's done in about five different categories. And so, what you will be asked, or what your referee will be asked, is really holistic in terms of what you're going to be bringing to the program. So, thinking about. Uh, development aspects, thinking about, um, and that goes along with, you know, weaknesses, but we, we would like to say development, uh, strengths, uh, leadership potential, um, overall commentary and, and feedback. And then, you know, th there is a system of uh, assessment on soft skills. Mm -hmm. And so, you rating know. Rating scale, yeah. Mm -hmm. Right. And so there is a rating scale there. And so they can, you know, put forth some, uh, you know, some recommendations there or, you know, assessment in terms of how they see you. Um, because this all comes together, uh, it's, it's a formula uh, in terms of how you will work uh, within the, the larger team, the larger community in the classroom. Um, and so 
what we would say with professional references is be um, be thoughtful, be very thoughtful about who it is that you you're choosing to ask, and so. From our standpoint, it's not about title. It's not about you know having the CEO of the company speaking on your behalf. But you know the caveat being, if you're very close to that CEO, if if they can speak and uh, and really speak wholeheartedly about what it is that you've brought to the organization, um, then sure, of course, I, I would say that could be a, a reference to bring forward. But we're really looking for um, you know thoughtful. Um, thoughtful input I into who you are as as an individual um, and can speak holistically mm -hmm. okay mm -hmm. and and we should also say these are professional references it's yes. very important to point out we're not looking for academic no. references I know uh, you know and we have seen those come through and unfortunately we can't we can't accept them they just don't give us the breadth mm -hmm. um, of, of information that we're looking for in terms of you know, how you deal in, in difficult situations as a team member. Mm -hmm. um, you know, it's very different when you're working, you know, in a group uh, in an undergrad course. Absolutely. And uh, you're being graded, you know, really solely on academics. Mm -hmm. This is a very different um, skill set that they're uh, reporting on. So, yeah, definitely professional is Professional the is definitely <laughs> the key there. And, I, you know, we love the reference sections, but when we're presenting your file for admissions committee, again, like we're sort of the face of your file. And... We go through your entire application in quite a bit of depth, and when we put it forward, we review your references in great detail. And it's always so lovely when references take the time and share more than a sentence or two about you. And it's quite disappointing when, under the interpersonal skills category for the open freeform text box, I've seen it many times where the sentence is, John works very well and collaborates well with others. And that's all they write. And no offense, I'm sure John has. John's had a good career. But can you tell me more about that? Does he demonstrate you know, the ability to learn from others? Is he helping them when they're struggling? Is he um, yes. taking the lead on the projects, but also um, willing to step back when he you knows meant to be more of a team than a leader? And this is where it gets a bit disappointing. So it is important as Amy to be thoughtful about your references. So please connect with them. Talk yes. to them about your MBA reasoning, why you're hoping to pursue the MBA. You know, even share with them that Please try to share maybe more than a sentence if you can, because it, it again, like we're trying to advocate for you the best that we can. If your references give us a little, that's harder for us to predict mm -hmm. your success in the classroom mm -hmm. as well as success in the career. Mm -hmm. So keep that in mind as, as a recommendation. That's why it's really important that your references have seen you in the weeds, mm -hmm. which we often say that yeah. they're not just have a title that that is sort of, oh, I know John works for me somewhere, but they haven't actually worked with John. You know, exactly. that's disappointing when you can tell the reference really doesn't know yeah, the individual, there. there is a disconnect. Yeah. Um, I know it can be tricky for those who work for family business, mm -hmm. and we mm -hmm. often get applicants who do work for family business, and they we need professional references, and I would hope that your mother or your father or you know, a blood relative would give you a great reference, um, regardless, uh, especially because of the fact that you're related to them. However, because of that, we cannot accept them as a reference. So. In this circumstance, we recommend using a colleague who's obviously not related to you uh, or client. Uh, and again, you can use previous employers. We also know it can be mm -hmm. challenging if you haven't quite told your employer yet that you're thinking of leaving them mm -hmm. for an MBA program. If that is the case, uh, you can use your previous employer. Uh, you know, you can even use colleagues of your level. So we understand it can be sensitive. So if, whether it's uh, if it's family related, you cannot use them. And if you don't want to use your current supervisor, that's totally fine. Um, just use a, a previous employer. 
But as Amy mentioned earlier, not maybe your high school internship for McDonald's. <laughs> That's not quite as recent. Uh, we would hope also you would have developed since then. Mm -hmm. um, so please do keep them in mind as you make your reference choices. Excellent. And yeah, and j just to outline, two are required. Uh, and so we would require a minimum of two. In some cases, you can put forward a third reference. But I would say th the thing about, uh, you know, if, if you are considering a third be thoughtful about it. It should bring forward a different aspect mm -hmm. um, to your application. And so uh, it doesn't necessarily have to be another, you know, reference from the same company. If you already have two references from that company, that's not going to add any value. It's right. not going to tell us anything different. I would say, you know, if you've done some volunteer work um, and you've done w whatever that might be, whatever it looks like, that's going to add a different, uh, some different color, mm -hmm. you know, to your to your application. And so, thinking along it, uh, thinking along those lines, that would be the reason to provide a third reference. Um, that's but, a great point. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, for sure. And thinking of a process perspective too, because it's a bit, I think, unique with our program mm -hmm. with references is within your application, this is not a letter they write on their own. So mm -hmm. you send the reference link from within the application. We do mm -hmm. recommend you send it to their personal email address. Yes. Unfortunately, Good because point. it's coming from our, our software, some corporate emails might have firewalls up and it's not received. It's important when you enter in their email information that the status is set to sent. Yes. If it is set to created, that means you've started the work, but you've not sent the link to each referee. In order for you to submit your application, both the status on, on, so the status on each of your referees has to be sent. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, and then you can go ahead and click submit. But we do need your references. You know, if you move forward to the admissions interview, we will need your references by the time, just shortly after your admissions interview, because usually within two weeks or so after your interview, the committee will meet to make mm -hmm. your decision. And in order for us to make a decision, we do need both of your completed references. You will get a notification through email when each referee has submitted the reference. So it really is your responsibility to keep track of that, make sure they have been submitted. We will also send a friendly reminder for you to follow up if they've not been received on our end. But please try to stay ahead and monitor that on your own. There is also an option for your referees to complete the PDF version. Right. And this is even hyperlinked within the application. You might even want to email to them in addition to the link being sent. This way, all paths are covered. There are submission instructions within the PDF for them to follow through to our, our general inbox. So that's tagged back to your file. But that really is a, sort of a way around any firewalls mm -hmm. um, and making sure that they can complete the reference for you on time. Yeah, absolutely. I think we've covered that very nicely. Yes. Yeah, I think so. So uh, moving ahead, uh, we're going to be speaking a little bit about uh, the written essay portion of the program. Mm. And so moving along there, um, I, I would say, you know, the written portion of the application is really an opportunity for the candidate to provide additional context, um, you know, in areas that uh, we, we may not know about, right? Mm -hmm. we, we know a lot about you. We hope we know a lot <laughs> about you. Uh, we hope that we've had contact with you and connection. Yeah. Um, and we've developed that rapport and can speak to who you are mm -hmm. as an applicant, but th sometimes things are missed. And I, sure. I would say that this is a perfect opportunity for you um, to add right. that additional color. And so there are two mandatory essay uh, areas. There are additional essays right. if you choose uh, to, to complete true. those. Mm -hmm. uh, but again, just to just to you know make that clear, they're not required, but it, it, it's up to you. Uh, the first of the two essays required would be 
really around the idea of why you're doing the MBA. And so really speaking to, you know, thinking about your short-term, your long-term goals, why Ivy, um, having a really, I, I would say this, you need to be thoughtful, you know? So getting a start on the application can be a really beneficial thing. And, and we should also say this, by starting an application, it doesn't mean that you have to complete it Absolutely. in a certain timeline. Um, and I think that's kind of a misnomer yeah. that we hear that, oh, if I start an application, it means that I have to work through every page and you know no. complete it by you know, <laughs> midnight. That's absolutely. We're not that mean. That no, we are no, not. No, no. We are right. not. And so you, you can take your time. And so work through that. See what is required of you. So take a look at those essay questions. Um, you know, put together your jot notes. Mm -hmm. Think it through clearly because, you know, the reality of this is that they're short answer. They're, they're short essay questions. So really you're only given about 250 words. Yeah. Really ish. Mm -hmm. I mean, you can go over a little bit, but yeah. I think the point to the point here is to be clear and concise about your goals, and so that is a challenge in and of itself. Is sure. to you know put forward something to the committee that conveys you know your wants um, and and really the direction that you want to take and the story. Mm -hmm. um, and so that would be the first piece. The second piece, um, you know, is really important in terms of speaking to the grit uh, that you will bring forward to the program. And so the second question is really um, rooted in challenges and, and areas that you've had to overcome. And so that speaks to, like I said, your grit, uh, because let's face it, the program itself is rigorous. Mm -hmm. uh, you will be up against the wall at some times. You will have to fight through. Uh, you know, it's, it, it's a testament to your strength and, and how you deal and approach problems. Mm -hmm. And so that is what we're looking for. We're looking for um, a little bit of insight in terms of how you approach those. That can be from a personal point of view, it can be professional, it can be academic. It's, it's up to you in terms of what you feel comfortable bringing forward, mm -hmm. but I would say it has to be, you know, think about it, be thoughtful about it um, in terms of how you want to demonstrate yeah. this aspect. For sure. Some do's and don'ts with these essays yeah. we always advise on. Um, you know, essay number one, it's important to be clear about your goals, but it's also important to uh, demonstrate why Ivy is a fit for you in particular. Mm -hmm. And make sure you say Ivy and other <laughs> programs because we've seen that too. So there's a do and don't all yes, in once. Um, but it is important. And, I, and I, the don't around this, this essay number one is around don't just go citing our stats and our success and our rate, placement rates and quoting things. We know all that. Uh, but what does that mean to you? So this is where, a, you know, the recommendation would be through the, your research of MBA programs, why do you feel that Ivy is a fit for you? Why do you feel you're going to thrive here? How and why do you feel Ivy is going to help you achieve your goals, as Amy's outlined? And, mm -hmm. and I, you know, we do use the word goals uh, as plural. You're not just one career goal. Maybe you're not sure and you're thinking of a few things. That's okay. But this is your sell to us is why you think you're a fit with us. Um, so do take the time to be thoughtful about that. With the essay number two, we're often asked personal professional, as Amy covered, mm -hmm. and it really makes no difference on our end. But the best do here is please try to articulate the situation as best as you can. We do recommend like a car model of content action mm -hmm. result. Mm -hmm. We're trying to understand you facing adversity, facing the challenge, demonstrating grit, and we'd have no idea what the example is. So when you're thinking of your audience as completely unknown to the situation, try to be 
concise, succinct with depth, and in that structured format, making sure you highlight your role, what you did. I know it can be awkward to you know talk about yourself and to sell yourself. I mean, I could sell Amy better than I could sell myself, so I totally understand <laughs> that. But what's important though is we're not admitting your team or others into the program. We're trying to admit you. So it is really important as you're communicating, you know, both essays that you speak a lot about yourself. Yeah, absolutely. I think uh, I think for the most part we've covered. That. Yeah, the essays think, are pretty you know, straightforward for the pretty, most part. Pretty written essays. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Now, so, the awkward part of the application is the Kira, <laughs> right? This is the last but not least section of this part one. And, and would you yeah. not agree that this is this is probably the area we get the most questions the about? The most questions and, about. And I think yeah. it's also the most anxiety ridden for it some is. reason, and yeah. uh, and we can't quite figure it out, but I think that there's a little bit of a misconception about what this entails and, and what it is. And it's nervousness too, yep. I think. You're right, you're right. People think am I might be judged on the spot for how yeah. I'm holding myself in the video mm -hmm. and if I stammer or stutter or I ramble. And no, but it's also awkward when you look into a camera and you see a countdown <laughs> clock and the nerves creep up. And then yeah. you know, of course, the moment your cat's going to jump on your lap or the dog's going to bark or the doorbell's going to ring. And it's all, happened. Happened. it's all happened. And it has all happened. You are right. And don't worry about it. Right. Um, it, it's just, it's part of the process. And I think, you know, to, to some degree, it, this is viewed as an interview. And mm. I think it's really important to say it's not an interview. That's a great point. Yeah. At all. No. Um, and, and when we're on phone calls, you know, we're going through the application process. Prospective candidates, they always refer to it as the video interview. And we're, we're often confused because we don't know what they're talking no. about. It's not an interview no. at all. And so really what this is, it's a deeper dive into who you are. In some cases, and I will say, this has been put into place for candidates that perhaps we have never had any interaction with. Mm -hmm. It's our first introduction to them. Um, and so really what this tells us about uh, these prospective candidates is how they communicate, how they think on the spot. Um, because the program yeah. itself is very much rooted in that. It's mm -hmm. very much about, you know, thinking on your feet and making decisions. And so, um, you know, coming up with, you know, solutions to problems and, mm -hmm. you know, just how quick are you? Um, but also just getting to know who you are as a yeah. person. Putting right? life to the it, paper application. It, exactly. Yeah, it, it's sure. the color. It's the color piece. Um, and so, again, don't put too much into it. Uh, you know, just be yourself. And I know that sounds very cliche, <laughs> but, uh, you know, just bring yourself to right. the table there. It, it's it, These are short answer. Yeah. They're, it's a minute to a minute and a half. You know, you're given, you know, behavioral questions, um, situational type mm -hmm. of questions. Mm -hmm. um, and so really it's what you would expect maybe typically with an interview. Um, so preparing, you know, Tell me about a time when you had yeah. to deal with a certain scenario, and it could be more team-related. Um, there's a repository, like a, a bank of questions, um, that could uh, you know be asked of you, but uh, but, yeah. but don't worry about it. No, take, for sure, you're right. Take the stress away. Take the, take stress, the stress away. Take the stress away. It's not a weighted data point. We've never denied someone because they did poorly on their career video questions, and when they did well in everything else. Now, if you did poor in your career video. And you'd put on the interview, and your references did not yeah. do well for you. Then yes, you know, collectively you would be denied. Denied. Um, but with the Kira, as Amy mentioned, there's a bank of questions. They're behavioral based. We're not quizzing you on Ivy. We're not going to be questions requiring the calculator. It's really about you know yourself. Maybe mm -hmm. you know, a question could be, what is something that is not captured in your application that you feel the admissions committee should be aware of? Or what are three factors you're looking at when choosing your mm -hmm. MBA program? Um, what is something your classmates should know about you? These are all things that you should know. And so our advice for approaching this 
most anxiety-ridden part of the application, I would say, is around um, do the practice questions. So you have the chance to do some practice questions and then be prepared to record your two because you're in the, the sort of the mindset of it. You're in the flow of it. There's going to be a video mm -hmm. and you're going to either see, you know, a couple of us on the admissions team recorded the pure questions. So you're going to see a face you've probably seen before that should calm you down maybe, <laughs> maybe not. We hope. Um, we hope. And then you're given 30 seconds to jot down your thoughts. So take advantage of that. Have a pen and paper handy uh, or on your phone, whatever is easier. And then you're going to be given the 60 seconds to capture your answer. Now for the practice ones, those are not recorded. But then following, you know, maybe do the two recorded ones. Mm -hmm. And then that way you've got it over with. Unfortunately, no, you cannot redo the recorded ones. So mm -hmm. if you happen to mess up and you're feeling awful about it, contact your advisor from our team. Uh, again, we're going to tell you the same thing, just don't worry about it. But sometimes it is good for us to know if you totally mm -hmm. weren't prepared for it to be recorded and maybe something really did happen. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, there are also a few things that we've touched on that you do, but then a few things that you don't. Mm -hmm. um, and Absolutely. I think that's just as important. And, and of course, I think it's important when you are preparing for your your video questions to, you know, be in a comfortable space, um, you know, well lit, uh, you know, yes. think about noise distractions. Uh, yeah. You may want to put on a set of headphones as well. Mm -hmm. um, but one thing to keep in mind, dress appropriately. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so it's just, you know, of course, like, we said it's not an interview, but you are also presenting yourself for the first time. In some cases, this is the first impression. Um, and so not that you have to be in a three-piece suit by any right. case, but uh, but definitely, you know, be prepared um, to put your best yeah. face forward. I mean, take it seriously. Don't put your pajamas, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, this is part of your application, but we just don't want you to think it's such a big deal. It, exactly, yeah. exactly. And so, I, I mean, I think we've given some good tips there. Yeah. Um, and, and I think once this has, uh, you know, t taken place, uh, you will see that it has been recorded mm -hmm. and it's been successful. And so that's really one of the main key pieces of your application itself. Well, we've covered the first part of, of our application advice podcast. We've got really touched upon the leadership potential piece, mm -hmm. uh, how to capture that in your application, the do's and don'ts with references, and of course, the uh, the Kira video question. So uh, part two, we are going to cover the nitty gritty on the academic <laughs> side, the grades from university, the GMAT, uh, GRE, and as well as the scholarship section. So thanks for tuning in to today, and hopefully you'll be checking out our part two of our application advice podcast. Thanks, everyone. Thanks for tuning in to part one of the Application Advice Podcast. Before you click submit, we recommend you listen to the part two to ensure all your application questions are answered.